When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Got Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 8 and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always got a big week in the football. We got the final regular season games on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. And then Monday night, the national championship game involving Washington versus Michigan. We need our man Sam Archer to make sure that everybody needs to know what they need to know. Does a great job with ESPN football analysts. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Archer. One of our favorite parts of the week when he joins us each and every Friday at this time on Freddie and Harry. I'll start in the NFL, Sam. We got the game of the weekend. Miami Dolphins hosting the Buffalo Bills. High beliefs is a bigger game for the Buffalo Bills. I believe it's a bigger game for the Miami Dolphins. Where do you stand and why? I stand with Harry, and not just because we were standing together on the sidelines of the Sugar Bowl <laughs> calling the game. Great job, Harry Douglas. You're outstanding. You're ex- excellent. You actually made a couple great predictions. But I stand with Harry because he's, he's right in so many ways. The Buffalo Bills four or five weeks ago were, were barely hanging on by a thread in the playoff conversation. And all of a sudden, they are one of the, if not the hottest team in, in, in the NFL. And I think Buffalo needs this win because if you win, that'll be, what, four straight wins, get into the playoffs, hottest team, nobody wants to play you. I think that gives them more confidence with more potency and more firepower than Miami has at the moment. Miami, obviously, Chubb going down, obviously gave up 56 points. There's so much up and down with that team. I think Buffalo has a better chance long term, and I think this win will give them that chance. Yeah, and I believe that momentum, uh, if they win this one, it'll be, it will be five in a row, and three of those five wins, Acho, it will be against the Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Miami Dolphins. So that's a hell of a res- resume when you were holding on by a shoestring to see if you can even get into the playoffs. And then I believe they will also be the two seed if they win. You both so, are still wrong, by the way. I just wanted to put how, that out there. How crazy is that? <laughs> so why, 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 though, Freddie, why does Miami need the win more? Because they had this division wrapped up. And Buffalo was a dying, dying team, and they had a confidence crisis. They allowed Buffalo to get back into this because they weren't a Miami Dolphins team that should have been there. You got to beat those teams. You got to find a way to not get blown out by the Baltimore Ravens. You got to find a way to almost not lose to the Dallas Cowboys. And now, if you allow a team to come into your building and beat you for an AFC East championship that you thought that you were going to have the chance to sew up and get a number one seed, that's why I think it's a bigger game for the Miami Dolphins. But, but Freddie, I'll say this. Who has a better chance in the playoffs? And my answer changed, right? Maybe okay. I don't know if I should ask it an answer or just ask you, let you answer it. I'm gonna talk later. You right? can do both. <laughs> my, like who has? Because I think I think first it was Miami, but how do you how do you give up 56? I agree. In the penultimate week of the season, I hear you. And the and, way and, the way they gave up 56, it was two things that I saw. One, Baltimore made the plays that they had to make. What do I mean by that? Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, one handed interception, mm-hmm. one hand. Right, in sure. a huge game. Uh, Isaiah Likely, one-handed catch the very next play, funny on enough. On fourth down. Right, on fourth. Like, that's what you see from from Buff- from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Whereas Miami, you see 
guys messing up on simple assignments. Okay, okay, I have the back out of the backfield. He runs a wheel route. Okay, I miss it on the fir- in the first quarter. They they call a penalty. I don't get penalized. I don't I don't lose. Then when the touchdown happens, all of a sudden the same play. I miss it. Isaiah likely on a, like a, a, a throw, not a throwback, but essentially like four strong, and one guy goes back weak. He's open, and then the same thing happens with Patrick Ricard. He's wide open on the exact same play. Those are big issues for a defense that I thought was going to be a lot better than what they've shown on tape. And it goes back to my point why I think it's a big game for Miami because we've always had these doubts and all these questions about Miami. You you have a way to reduce those questions at least for one week if you don't allow Buffalo to come into your building and beat you, no matter how compromised you are. You you don't know what kind of Tyreek Hill is going to show up. You're not going to have Jalen Waddle. You mentioned Bradley Chubb. Yeah, we get it. But Buffalo can say we've gone through injuries too. And we found a way to have a chance to win the division on your home field. If you're Miami, you can't just go out there and when things are pretty, but when things get ugly, make excuses. If you have a chance to beat a Buffalo Bills team that hammered your behind the way they did early in the season, after getting your behind hammered oh. the week before by the Baltimore Ravens, no pause necessary there because we know that's what happened to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> this is a chance to, at least for one week, Sam, correct those flaws or at least quiet down the naysayers who says, man, that team is not tough enough after any team gets tough with them, that it just completely back down and it completely goes. All right, away. let me say let me say this really quick though, because mm-hmm. at the same time, it's also the sense that if the Buffalo Bills lose this football game, they can be completely out of the playoffs. If the Miami Dolphins lose this football game, they're in the playoffs regardless. But that's not the case for Buffalo. Buffalo so- needs other people to to lose and other, all other type type of things that happen for them to make the playoffs regardless. But if they can just win this game. They're going to be the two seed, and they're also going to be AFC East champions once again. Who have won five straight, who are coming in with momentum. And sometimes momentum in in December and in January in the NFL is all you need to make a huge, long playoff push. Sam Macho, great stuff as always, even though we disagree. as an ESPN football analyst joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Staying right there with Tua, because I think he's the player that has to produce the most, Sam in this game what do you need to see from him where you can look at him and say yep he's going to be okay and if he's not then the Dolphins have a lot of questions about him more than ever before it was discouraging a little bit obviously one of the interceptions so so don't turn the ball over is an easy way to say it but one of the interceptions I actually thought it was a great ball to Tyreek Hill and it was obviously in a tight window but mm-hmm. I would like to see him protect the football and it sounds like this blanket statement yeah sure protect the football well okay those two picks were critical in the game but more than anything Last week in Buffalo, when Buffalo played, New England scored on the very first play, a kickoff return touchdown. But wasn't looking good for the Bills. But what happened? Interception, Ed Oliver. Another interception, Russell Douglas. Another forced turnover in the first quarter. Buffalo took the game by taking the ball away. So if you're, if you're Miami, you can control the ball. If you don't turn it over, based off what Buffalo's going to try and do and what they've proven four takeaways last week, I think that'll give you a better chance of finding a way to win. But obviously, there's gonna, this team is compromised, so it makes it difficult to, to, I think it's going to be a really tough game for Miami regardless, but especially with how compromised they are offensively and defensively. So I want to move the two teams in the NFC. When you talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East, which one of those teams, in your opinion, need the NFC East more and the number two seed when it comes to the playoffs in football? I would go Cowboys. I would go Cowboys. And the reason why is is – Yes, their home record, like all of that matters, undefeated at home. And then you get the two seed. Obviously, all all of a sudden you have more home playoff games, but also going to the same momentum matters in football. Y'all here. You played a long time. Freddie, you've covered it for a long time. I've been on teams that started off one and six. 
Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we won seven of our last nine, finished eight and eight. Like, nobody wanted to play us. I've been on teams that started four and oh, and all of a sudden, we finished five and 11. It was not good at all. I've been on a team that was in the playoffs, and we had to face a team back in 2018 in the Philadelphia Eagles that was scratching, clawing a very hot team, but that snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, snuck into the playoffs on a winning streak, and then they beat us at home, right? So they were the away team. They went yeah. on to win the Super Bowl as a wild card. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that. That piece matters. Dallas has that. Philly doesn't. Philly's lost four of their last five. They're not playing inspiring football on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. They switched defensive coordinators. You've heard from Hassan Reddick, who has said, hey, it's hard to learn a new defense in the middle of a season. And maybe it's not completely new. Maybe there are small tweaks. But imagine Harry or Freddie or anybody. You've been at, imagine, just imagine, right? You've you've spent the entire offseason learning a defense that was maybe similar or whatever, like from April, May, June. Off in July, you come back in August, September, you're installing, you're playing. And then three weeks, you know, three weeks ago, right? All of a sudden, okay, we're going to make some changes. Wait, what? That's why when you watch the tape, you're like, oh, this is part of the reason why it's not working out. Because not only did mm-hmm. they weren't doing it great before, but now they're trying to learn something new after they haven't done it for, for a while. Yeah, that's a great point. Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And we mentioned the Eagles. Did you ever think at any point this year, Sam, that we will look at both quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia, and Dak Prescott at Dallas and say, man, Jalen Hurts has more pressure on him than Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Uh, wow, that's a that's a I didn't even know that's a great way to put it, and it's true. It's true, I would say. The narrative has changed for Dallas. The narrative's narrative has changed for for Dak, and it's changed for the Cowboys. But I don't know if I'll put this all on Jalen Hurts. I think okay. a lot of it goes to people have talked about play calling. I would go to the defense. I mean, there's so much that's not right with Philly, at least compared to what they were last year. So, yes, I, would, I never thought that that would be the conversation, more pressure for Philly, more pressure for Jalen Hurts than the Cowboys, but it's actually true. Now, when you look at the AFC, which quarterback do you believe has more pressure on them on that mm. side of things? Ooh, good question. Ooh, out of, out of who? Who are the options? So you got Josh Allen, you have okay. Lamar Jackson, you uh-huh. have Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. I would just put those three guys in it. Okay. Man, that's good a good question. question. That's a really good question. Yeah. I, I don't – I mean, it's easy to say Lamar because he's having an MVP caliber season, will likely win MVP again, and you could point to his playoff success or lack thereof. But also you could say Josh Allen, you know, because of what they were looking like this season earlier in the year. Sure. I don't think Mahomes has a lot of pressure just because a lot of the blame has been on his receivers. And Tua's in there, too. I forgot to mention Tua. Tua's okay. in there. Okay. I, I, I might go – I would go Lamar. And the reason I would go Lamar is that I, when I think about pressure, I also think about expectations. And I think Lamar has extremely high expectations, at least the outside looking in, based off the way he's playing – New offensive coordinator Todd Monken, the way he's almost changed his game. Yes, he's still a runner, but you see him more in the pocket. You see him more scrambling to throw. And so I'm looking at that. I'm saying, wow, this could be the year, MVP or not. Baltimore has the defense. For me, I would say, I don't know if pressure is the right word, maybe opportunity. Okay. I would go I would go Lamar. Mm-hmm. Great stuff by Sam Acho. Great question by Harry Dogs joining us here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Sam Acho, ESPN Football Analysis. We get ready for Monday. Who's going to raise that trophy on Monday? The College Football Playoff National Championship presented by AT&T. Coverage right here begins at 6.30 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, you and Harry were hanging out. I'm watching the Sugar Bowl here in South Carolina. And I said, man, who put those two together? And where was my ticket? Why was I not invited to that whole sideline fest involving Harry Douglas and Sam Macho? What was that like? Not just being with those two guys, 
but Cole Kublik, Colt McCoy, Texas versus Washington, man, because you were having so much fun that I wanted to be there on the sidelines with all you guys in the Sugar Bowl. Harry, you got it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a ton of fun um, to be able to do it with a lot of people who has – uh, who have a lot of knowledge uh, within the yeah. game, too, and able to see things on the football field in live action. Not everyone can stand on the sidelines and see things that are happening. Right. But I believe Sam, Cole, and Colt, and myself, I believe we were able to do a good job of providing insight, but also yep. fun yep. Uh, within that insight, you know, to our audience that was uh, watching us on, on the tube or whatnot. But just, you know, interviewing people and having fun with Matthew McConaughey on the side and Brian Arakpo and also Kenny Maine and Bevo. I, I told I told Bevo I need some manure for my grass. I planted two years ago. I was dying laughing. When that, <laughs> that was on Twitter all over the place, Sam. I could not stop laughing when I saw that. It was so much fun. And Harry made the a great point in that we all provided so many unique perspectives, I would say. Yep. You know, so so Harry's sitting there on the sideline. And I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, man, if they run this coverage, they're going to run this play. And all of a sudden, they run that coverage and do that play. Listen right. to Nicole, who actually voted on the Joe Moore, Moore Award, which mm-hmm. is best offensive line in college football. Cole is there talking about offensive line play. You see Colt, the quarterback. He's talking about, man, he, yes, he's a Texas fan, a Texas great. He's in the Ring of Honor at Texas Stadium. He's in the, in the Hall of Fame, all those things for Texas, the Hall of Honor as well. And he's saying how great Michael Penix Jr. is playing. And then, and then, so like our interaction, our relationship, our our vision, I would say, was just it helped make it fun, but also I think it provided a unique perspective. I usually, when I watch games, Harry Harry probably gets this too. I'm usually in studio. I'm watching. I'm I'm doing the halftimes. I'm not usually not watching with sound. And right. so for me, able to, I went back and I watched it. It was really it was an enjoyable listen for a couple different reasons and an enjoyable watch. I would say as well. I gotta ask you about Michael Penix Jr. When when you look at the way he plays the game of football. I really don't think he gets the, uh, the credit he deserves or enough credit because a lot of people like to focus on the ACL injuries that he had early on in his career. But what people don't understand, ACLs nowadays is not ACLs, the, you know, yeah. 10 or 15 years ago. So what are yep. some of the things, some of the intangibles that you've seen from Michael Penix Jr. that, you know, give you the belief that he's going to be phenomenal at the next level, Sam? Well, I think the first thing is this. I think about what I saw on the field and AC talk injuries all you want, but then turn on the tape, yep. turn on the tape. And he, mm-hmm. Michael Penix Jr. Had his most rushing yards of the entire season on the biggest stage. That's one. Hey, yeah. Okay. Three rushes, 31 yards. Who cares? No, but it was at a critical time. Each one of those rushes that he had mattered. It was right at the heart of the defense when Texas least expected it. And he took advantage of their weaknesses. Then you go to the passing game, him as a passer, 430 yards. Great. A couple touchdowns. Great. But some of the throws that go un or un or underappreciated and Harry, you'll remember this, that throw across the middle to Jack Westover to the tight end. Yep. That was in like a window between three people. No one talked about it. Cause it was like, Oh wow. What a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, I don't know who I looked at. I might have looked at myself and I'm like, well, how did he how did he make that throw? There's another throw he made over Jade Barron, who's a corner and nickel for Texas. I'm like, how does this dude doing it? And uh-huh. he's doing it with confidence. I was on the flight back 5 a.m. after the game trying to get back for some shows. And Doug Williams, the, the former quarterback, right, first black quarterback for, uh, to win a Super Bowl, he was on that same flight. Okay. And I was asking him, I said, hey, were you there for the game? And he was there with, you know, I, I, was partner, I partnered with the Allstate uh, AFCA Good Works team as well. So he was like, no, I was there with the Allstate AFCA Good Works team, looking at some of the players, all those things. And – but I said, but he said, I said, did you see, did you see Michael Penix Jr.? He's like, yeah, man, look at the way he moved. Like ACLs or not, that right. guy's moving great. And so for me, I think that's a great way to, to really remember 
yes, history is history. What about the past? What about the future? Or excuse me, what about the present? What about the future? See, so I, what, I, yeah, go ahead, Harry. I, I, I love the way he was able to, you know, avoid pressure in the pocket because there was a few times Byron Murphy the second – but one of the times he beat a double team and was coming straight down the barrel, straight down the chest of Michael Penix Jr., mm-hmm. he literally stepped to the side, set his feet, and slung it across the middle to Romo Dunsey for a huge play. And then also, remember that touchdown to Polk? Yep. He 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 avoided pressure then, Ethan and Burke, still, yeah. but he still Burke. keeps his eyes down the football field. Pressure doesn't bother him, so I'm really interested to see in this game versus Michigan because we know that their defensive coordinator they, he likes to bring pressure. We know that defensive line they rotate those guys in and out, Sam. So when you when you watch Michigan on the defensive side of the ball, what are some of the things that you think Michael Penix Jr. and that offensive line should be prepared for? I think they they should be prepared prepared for pressure. And it's not even blitzing five or six. They can bring four and win. I mean, you're seeing it all across the board. They brought pressure versus Alabama, and they've won. But they've also brought four-man rushes and still have won. But I think more than anything on the back end, I'm looking at how Michigan was able to cover the deep ball versus Jalen Milrow, who's been one of the efficient and proficient, most, most efficient deep ball throwers in all of college football. He wasn't able to get anything going. One for five on balls of 15 or 20 air yards or more. Couldn't do anything. Whereas Michael Penix Jr. has completed over 500 passes, uh, over 100 of those have been deep balls. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in college football, period. And so here's the difference, though. Roma Dunze, as you, or as you say, Adunze. I don't know. I, I love the way you say his last name. I thought it was Adunze, <laughs> but I was going back and listening to the game. You said Adunze, Adunze. I, I love it. It made me laugh. He was done, done, son. He was done. But he was doing everything, everybody that wanted it. I'm telling you, the, the, you saw that catch versus Ryan Watts, bro, when he rocked the baby. Yeah. Rocked the yeah. baby. Ooh, it was nuts. Goodness. So you have him. <laughs> then you have Jalen Polk, who went for over 1,000 this year. Then you have Jalen McMillan, who went for over 1,000 last year, has missed, had some injuries this year, and now he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jack Westover, who has the best catch rate. It's one of the best catch rates in, in all of college football, who's a tight end. Then you have Devin Culp, another tight end, more of a blocker, but can still make it happen. Then you have Jerry, Jeremy Bernard, number four. Like, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And all, it's like, you know, G- uh, G- uh, Giles as well, number zero, keeps on going and going and going. Like, there's so many weapons. And so Michigan has weapons as well on the defensive side of the ball. And so Will Johnson being probably, I would say, their premier corner. That's the matchup I'm looking for. Will Johnson bus versus Rome. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, I can't. Will's about, what, six two and a half, six three. Long corner. I, I'm I'm waiting for that matchup because Michigan at some point, I know they may go man coverage. I hope they don't do it often, Sam, because we know what's going to happen if they do. Mm-hmm. But when they do, I want to see that matchup between those phenomenal players. I also think this is a game for Mike Sanristeel to boost his draft stock, right, going against you know Jalen McMillan in that slot. I think this is a game that he can earn some money as well. That's a great point. Man, he did miss that tackle on that touchdown from Jace, uh, Jace McClellan versus mm-hmm. Alabama. There's yeah. a tackle. And Mike Sanford still, former wide receiver, asked yep. to switch positions. All of a sudden, he's on defense, and he's on the number one defense. I mean, that's another story to tell. There's mm-hmm. so many great players on these teams. But that back end for Michigan, bro, they do so much. They play man. They play zone. You see cover three. You see cover four. You see um, uh, fire zones. You see so much. I, that was, I was impressed by how many different defenses they played versus Alabama. 20 seconds left. Who wins on Monday and why, and how did they do it? 
Can Harry go first, man? Oh, no, 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 right. no. You let Harry go first the first time. You're going first this time. I'll go time. Michigan. I think they win, and not just because they're a run game. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be asked to use his arm at a critical play, and he's going to be able to do it. It's not just the yes, play quorum is great. The offensive line is great. The defense is great. But I think that that defense will be able to slow down, not stop, but slow down the receivers from Washington. And okay. I think J.J. McCarthy will make a critical play at a critical time in the fourth quarter to lead his team to victory. Harry? I'm going to go Washington. Michael Penix Jr., man, I, I just I, – I, I won't pick against him. I won't. I picked Texas in the semifinals game, and, and I, I won't do that again. Michael Penix Jr., you have my support, young man. I am not doing that to you again, not twice. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to slide with Harry on this one. Uh, Sam, you make a great point about Michigan and their defense and J.J. McCarthy, but sometimes a certain guy just got it for the whole year. And I think that Michael Penix Jr. guy, he has had it the whole year. I don't think that's going to go one, away. One thing on I, I want to quickly say, and we might have time. I was Good. with Tim Tebow at the, the All-State AFCA Good Works thing last week. We're both members. Uh-huh. Not so short. He said, hey, destiny is great until you get hit in the mouth. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, I'll trust that Michael Penix has been hit in the mouth a lot of times. <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. has been hit in the mouth a couple of times in his, in his life. I think he's going to be fine when it's all said and done. I also appreciate you, Sam. Thank you so much again, my brother. Appreciate it. Great stuff by Sam Macho, ESPN Football Analyst. Always a great, great follow on Twitter at the Sam Macho. Gracious with his time each and every Friday at this time here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. By the way, keep weighing in on the conversation on the Dr. Pepper calling line at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Sam and Harry both believe when it comes to a bigger game for the Dolphins or Bills on Sunday, they believe it's a bigger game for the Buffalo Bills. I believe it's a big game for the Miami Dolphins. What say you? We'll take your calls at 888-729-3776 about the AFC East Championship game happening on Sunday. And staying in the National Football League, you got two divisions, two bad divisions, but somebody's got to win it. And what has the best chance, whoever wins the AFC South or the <laughs> NFC South, ain't going to be the Falcons, the best chance to win a home playoff game. We'll get to that sorry division plus two next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on this Love Friday. Thanks for being a part of it, allowing it to be a part of you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also by telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, brought to you by Samsung. Samsung is awesome, so let me tell you why. This Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung Bespoke 4-Door Flex Refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot. You're going to find out what Harry Douglas has gone into his inner self. And he's going to root for the Carolina Panthers to help this weekend. We're going to get to that after Eric in New York. He wants to win on the biggest game of the weekend. Miami Dolphins hosting the Buffalo Bills at 888-729-3776. Eric, I believe it's a bigger game for the Miami Dolphins. Harry believes it's a bigger game for the Buffalo Bills. Eric, where do you stand and why? First of all, how you doing, uh, guys? Good. Missed Good. you guys. Yeah, glad, glad to be back. Yeah, happy, happy belated New Year. Happy holidays to your family, by the way. Yes, sir. Same to you. Um, I think it's a bigger game, first of all, for the Dolphins, because the Bills don't come in the game saying we got to win regardless. And Miami had this sewed up, and now all of a sudden you got this freight train coming at you. And Miami is not going to do well on the road. They need that game. And all the press is going to be on tour to play well. Like you said, um, it's quarterback versus quarterback. And um, I definitely think that the pressure is going to be more on Miami. And as far as uh, the NFC, I would say Dallas Dallas wants that because um, get that second seed because if they get um, play home, you know, win two games, then they got a shot at San Francisco. I don't think Philly's going anywhere. I don't think Philly's going anywhere. They may not even beat um, the uh, NFC South, um, you know, winner. So, I mean, we'll see. But uh, I, I think definitely. And Harry – Still rooting for your um for your birds. Um, you're gonna need help. You're gonna need a lot of help. But you know what? Let's just root for the fighting Harry Douglases. So let's see what happens. I love every bit of this. Now, let me say, let me say this about the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it matters if they're at home on the road. I think they haven't been good against good teams. Period. This season, yeah, you can't trust that. I'm right? with you. When you look at you know the first time they played the Buffalo Bills and how they got thumped, and then how they lost against the Philadelphia Eagles 31 to 17 and then they were able to beat the the Dallas Cowboys but then you followed that up with a 56 to 19 romping by the Baltimore Ravens so Ooh. I'm more concerned about the Miami Dolphins versus mm-hmm. decent teams well, I won't say decent I guess good teams mm-hmm. than I am them being on the road yeah, I can't trust that. I'm with you in terms of the Miami Dolphins whether they play at home or away or in the parking lot or at the buffet line I can't trust that. I've seen Buffalo do that. I've seen Buffalo beat good teams. I've seen Buffalo go on the road and beat teams that are going to either be in the playoffs or have won their division. Haven't seen that from the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's all against the Dallas Cowboys, but that was a case of, all right, give them credit for doing that. But in terms of everybody else that's been 500 or above, I'm with you, Harry. I can't trust that. Although, you know what I trust least in that? Anybody come out of any division in the South to win their division. I don't care if it's Jacksonville. Indianapolis or Houston in the AFC South or your Falcons or Tampa Bay or New Orleans in the NFC South. That's why these divisions are S-O-U-F, not S-O-U-T-H-S-O-U-F, because of your Jacksonville. How are you in this position? Yep. This is a division you should run away and hid from anybody. And, yeah, I know Trevor Lawrence is iffy to play with the elbow injury. I understand that. But, Harry, if they don't win this division – they have nobody to blame but themselves. And I'm not trying to shade Houston, what they've been able to do, or the Colts, what they've been able to do. 
Nobody saw these two teams being where they are with a chance to win a division. But if you're Jacksonville, shame on you. I don't think anybody out of that division has a great chance to win a home playoff game no matter who wins it. Well, for Jacksonville, I think the reason why they're in this position is because the inconsistency that they have across the board within their team. And then we looked at last year in 2022, and we said after that year, okay, Trevor Lawrence had to be more consistent. This football team had to be more consistent. Well, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been more consistent this year. And then you look at every time the lights are bright for this football team, they seem to fold mm-hmm. right and they have the self-inflicted wounds or certain passes don't get completed and guys are taking turns making mistakes now I love Josh Allen the defensive player Josh Allen for yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars but I think it has to be a sense of consistency and I think for Doug Peterson moving forward with this football team I understand they're going to make the playoffs or should um, mm. but it's all about after this year, trying to figure out that balance of consistency because mm-hmm. that's what got, that has gotten your football team two years in a row inconsistent across the board. For Houston, I um, love the young man, C.J. Stroud. I love how Nico Collins is stepping up in the absence of Tank Dell. He's right. really playing some good football on the back end. Two young guys in Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley Jr. Mm-hmm. We know what Will Anderson Jr. is able going to uh, is going to be able to do. Sheldon Rankins has has really made some noise this season on that defensive line. But I, I would I, w- I would like to see Houston. I yeah. think Houston ha- has a better chance because of the quarterback position and and the firepower that he can bring. Uh, because number one, his knowledge of the game that but the the ability to make every single throw on the football field. And then when they're down late in ball games. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about C.J. Stroud. Me neither. I say to myself, the defense that they're playing, uh-oh, I hope they're ready for this rook because this rook know what's happening. Here are the scenarios. Jacksonville, they win, they're in. It'll be back-to-back division ties for just a second time in team history. Even if they tie the Tennessee Titans, a tie between the Colts and Texans would put them in. If you're the Colts, you need to beat the Texans and hope the Jaguars lose a tie versus Tennessee. If you're Houston, you have to beat – your team, the Colts, you need the Texans to have the Titans beat the Jaguars to tie them. And then Houston would be in the playoffs because even though they have the better individual record, the tiebreaker, they lose all those tiebreakers. So all that being said, the one team I would love to see come out of this, I'll take Houston Indianapolis. Not that I trust them on in Jacksonville. Those stories are better to me. What the Colts have been able to do to back a quarterback, Gardner Minshew, who's been playing lights out better than anybody could have anticipated. And you mentioned C.J. Stroud, but that team just fights. On the D'Amico Ryans. You may be kicking there behind, but they're going to kick back. And you can say the same to Indianapolis Colts. I see with Jacksonville, when you're kicking there behind, or if the game is kind of even, they kind of wow a little bit, Harry. Yep. And that should not happen to a team that showed exactly how tough they were last year when they were down 27 nothing to Los Angeles Chargers, came back and won that game, and gave Kansas City more hell than a little bit for three quarters before losing that game in the AFC semifinals last year. And I will speak to uh, for every organization that's going to have an open vacancy when it comes to head coaches. If you want to know how to hire and what you should probably hire, look at the three when you look at Doug Peterson, when you look at D'Amico Ryans, when you look at Shane Steichen. Those three guys were ultimate hires for those three organizations, and now we see the fruit of the labor from those three guys being hired and what they've been able to do early on uh, with their team and the the success that they're able to have. Because they didn't keep mistakes in the building. Yep. Jacksonville to keep Urban Meyer, Houston to keep whoever was before D'Amico Ryans, and the Colts did not keep Frank Reich. When you have a mistake, you don't let that mistake stay a mistake. They did not allow those mistakes to be in the building. What well, a quote the great Stephen Colbert. Meanwhile, in NFC South on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, here are the scenarios. And, yeah, at 7-9, and nine, 
the Falcons are still part of the scenario. Tampa Bay right now is 8-8. Eight and eight. If they beat the Carolina Panthers, they win a division. If they were to tie, they would need a Saints loss or a tie in that game with the Falcons. If the Bucs lose, they're out. If you're the Saints, you need to beat or tie the Falcons and have the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers. They can also tie the Falcons and get in with a Tampa loss. They would be the number four seed and a home game in the first round. And now for the fighting Harry Douglases. Beat the Saints and hope that the Carolina Panthers at 2-14 and 14 will upset the 8-8 eight eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It creates a three-way tie at 8-9, and the Falcons will win the NFC South on a tiebreaker. You need a win over the Carolina Panthers. You need a miracle from the Church of Jimmy Swaggart, my friend, for that to happen for your Falcons. That was my bold prediction yesterday on Get Up, is that the yeah. Carolina Panthers, they're going to finish the season with a bang. They're going to stop the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from okay. getting into the playoffs. And then you're going to have the Atlanta Falcons going into the Caesar Superdome down there in New Orleans, where I uh-huh. just was. And I was talking trash to Saints fans about this. Don't worry, <laughs> my birds will be down here. Ah, and we're going to tear your ass up. That's why I told one fan during, at the game. I, th- I really told him that. I know you did. And, and, I don't my, doubt and, it. and my Falcons are going to be able to get into the playoffs. Now, it, it's is it a long stretch? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. But I would say this: it was a nail biter the first time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers played. And that yes, defense for Carolina, they're top three right now in the National Football League. That's one of the things that's been lost in Carolina, and they're, they're I believe top five in uh, in pass defense as well. Mm-hmm. So, hoping that they can make some things shake and make some things happen, uh-huh. and my Atlanta Falcons can beat New Orleans. We all know about the rivalry there, and yeah. then the Atlanta Falcons host a playoff game, so I can be right there in, at, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium cheering okay. on my birds, Verdi. You know what your birds really need? I don't think they should move on from Arthur Smith if they don't get into the playoffs. I think he's the right coach, but the quarterback you need oh, yes, is eight states north for the Chicago Bears when it comes to Justin Fields. No matter what, and if I'm the Bears, I'm not moving on from him. I don't care who you bring in as a head coach. That guy has shown he has that stuff that can make your team better. And guys rally around him. And guys will play hard with a guy like that when it comes to Justin Fields. Can you imagine Justin Fields with your dirty birds? Your defense is not bad. You got Drake London and Pitts on the outside. You got not one but two quality runners. And your offensive line, they're not a bunch of ragamuffins up there playing for the Atlanta Falcons. You need that guy when it comes to Justin Fields. And if the Bears want to part from that guy and either draft Caleb Williams because they will have the number one pick in the draft because the Carolina Panthers are going to finish with the worst team in the NFL and they get their pick. If they want to move on for Justin Fields, if you're the Falcons, you have no business not kicking the tires because that guy's a difference maker for your football team. You got to go get him. You cannot enter the 2024 season with Desmond Ritter as your starting quarterback or with Taylor Heineke being your starting quarterback. If people really dove into the film of the Falcons football games this year offensively, and Mm -hmm. I hate that a lot of people keep, you know, trying to trash Arthur Smith, players got to go on that football field and play because it's not Arthur Smith's fault if he draws up the perfect play in the tight red zone and the quarterback misthrows multiple times to wide-open guys. No doubt. doubt. It blows my mind, but that's a story for another day. Ah, Let's go, birds. (laughs) D and Texas want to weigh in on the South and the division winners, whether it's the AFC or NFC at 888-729-3776. Didi, what you got? Hey, what's up, Freddie and Harry? Happy Friday to you guys, man. Appreciate um, you. Let me, get this out, let me get this out of the way real quick. Harry Douglas, you look just like a guy down here in Orange, Texas, man. Y'all got to be kin, but I digress. <laughs> I'm going to say something else, though. I, I, I'm, uh, look, look I, I'm, not, I'm not a Houston Texan fan, uh, and I know I live in Texas. But I think that quarterback, C.J. Stroud, man, I think he is something else. 
and I would love to see him in the playoffs. And also, Freddie, lastly, uh, it's, it's, it's funny kind of – I'm not going to say that you change that you change stances, but we were talking about their draft class with Trevor Lawrence a couple weeks ago, and I didn't get a chance to call in. But you sounded like you were kind of down on Justin Fields. No, I've never been down on Justin Fields at all. I just think that the Chicago Bears have not done right by him. And if I'm Justin Fields, if they're not going to support you, the right kind of players and organizational structure, why would you want to be there? So I've never been down on Justin Fields. Believe me, as a Jets fan, I wish my team had drafted him instead of Zach Wilson. I, I was on, I've been standing on that soapbox ever since the draft when it came to Justin Fields. So believe me. I may have been down on Justin Field in terms of wanting the best for him because at that point they were a losing situation with the Chicago Bears. But we've seen he's been able to do, Harry, uplifting everybody in the last month or so, what he's been able to do in Chicago. You said the Jets, they still playing? Sort of. <laughs> they're, con- they're contractually <laughs> obligated to play this weekend. <laughs> Just like the Patriots are contractually obligated to play this weekend. They're on the schedule. They have to be there. They've gotten, they've gotten the sack lunch. They've gotten the Hawaiian punch. they got the Capri Sun. They have to be there on Sunday when they take on the New England <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> Keep weighing in a bigger game for the Dolphins or Bills. Harry believes it's Buffalo. I believe it's Miami. What say you at 888-729-3776. Plus, we do a little hit that number to make Makes you got more money in your pocket by Monday. NFL props over under comes your way in Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together in this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We know when the weekend gets started, you want to have more money in your pocket by Monday. That's where we come in with a little help from Devin King. We do a little hit that number. NFL props over under, all designed to make sure that your pockets and your wallets are a lot fatter on Monday than they were on Friday. Mr. St. Bonaventure, hit it. All, right, all of these are courtesy of ESPN Bet, these odds. And I tried to pick the games that you know have some playoff implications. Sure. First game up. Ah! <laughs> Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Over, under, 0.5 passing touchdowns, Harry. He just needs to get one. Is he going to go over or under? Yeah, he's going to go over in this in this ball game. This is mm-hmm. a game that's very significant for the Atlanta Falcons. If they're able to win, uh, they have a chance. Now, you got to bank on someone else doing some work for you as well. That would be Carolina. But I think Taylor Heineke is going to be able to throw for at least one touchdown pass and, and get over him on this one. What he said, let's move on. 
Uh, the Steelers are taking on the Ravens. George Pickens over under is set at three and a half receptions. Freddie, what do you think? I'm going to say over because the Ravens are not going to be playing a lot of their defensive stalwarts. Matter of fact, they're not playing anybody in this game when you've already clinched the number one seed. This could be a big day for George Pickens and Mason Rudolph. I think they hook up at least seven times. I'll take the over on that one. Yeah, I'm going over in the last two ball games, 11 receptions, over 300 yards, and two touchdowns for George Pickens. If Mason Rudolph knows how to do one thing, it's get the ball to their best offensive weapon, and that's mm-hmm. George Pickens. That's not going to stop this weekend versus the Baltimore Ravens. All right, winning in scenario for the Packers. They're taking on the Bears. Jordan Love, over under 250 and a half passing yards. Harry, is he going to go over or under here? I'm going to go over. And Jordan Love has an opportunity to do something that Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers never did when they first became the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And that's lead this team to a playoff appearance in their first year. Jordan Love, I love the growth of him throughout this season. Mm -hmm. He's a young man that can make every throw on the football field. He showed versus Brian Flores and the Minnesota Vikings that if you get him once, in which they did early in the year, you might not be able to get him twice the second time around. So I like Jordan Love going over in this capacity. I'm going to say under because four out of the last five games, a quarterback has not thrown for 250 yards against that Bears defense. The only quarterback that's done that was Joe Flacco, and he had to call it a comeback for the Cleveland Browns. So I think that's going to be an under. I can see him getting to 220, but that Bears defense, that pass rush played a lot better lately. I'll say it's under when it comes to Jordan Love. All right, this next guy has been in the news for the all wrong reasons, not getting a lot of love in the past couple of weeks here. The uh-huh. Bills taking on the Dolphins. Stephon Diggs over under five and a half receptions. Freddie, what do you think? I'm going to say over. I think he gets an A-berg against the Miami Dolphins because that's secondary. And Harry mentioned that Xavier Howard may not play. Jordan Ramsey may travel with him. But I think we're going to see a breakout game for Stephon Diggs. I'll say over. I think he gets eight catches. I'm going to go over as well. The last time these two teams played, it was seven receptions, excuse me, six receptions for 120 yards and three touchdowns for Stephon Diggs. I believe Joe Brady understands that in this matchup, in this game, Stephon Diggs, who is a valuable option to Josh Allen on the receiving end, is going to have to be dynamic and important to this ballgame. All right, real quick, Baker Mayfield over under one and a half passing touchdowns there taking on the, uh, the Panthers. Harry, what do you think? I'm going to go under because one of the strengths of this Panthers football team is their passing defense and total defense. Okay. I'm going to say over. He gets the two, but that's it. I can see him throwing two interceptions. So I think it's going to be two and two for Baker Mayfield, but he'll get that over when it comes to passing touchdowns at one and a half. What happens if the Buffalo Bills can't beat Miami and then they go into that offseason? We'll get to that next with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry on Love Friday on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 